you know, there's this philosophy that, you know, we heard it when we were young that you're, you're great just the way you are. And I don't know if that's the best message. I think you have value the way you are. You, you definitely have intrinsic value as a human being. However, you're not just fine the way you are. There's, you could be so much more. Welcome to Wise Words and Whiskey. I'm your host, Wiley McGraw. Join me with other great guests as we sip good whiskey and talk about all things high performance. So kick back, pour yourself a nice dram and settle in for some low-key conversations on high performance living. Let's jump in. I'm really stoked that you're here, brother. I mean, thank you for joining me and wanting to have a conversation and diving in for everybody uh, real quickly, like I shared with you moments ago, that is tuning in to hang out with us. I want you to meet Mr. Greg Crino. Um, Greg has over, I would say we just talked about it, what, 22, 26, including your your time in the academy, uh, years of service in the United States Air Force. And I got to tell you, uh, he flew the fierce A-10 Warthog over Korea and in combat operations in Afghanistan and Iraq. And Greg, guys like Greg, like you, brother, are literal angels in the sky for guys like me that were on the ground. Anytime we got in a pinch, I, I would rather have you than a fast mover any any given day, the, the ways in which these aircraft. So I commend you on that. That's an unbelievable thing. So I wanted people to hear that. Um, but I know that you also took some time off at one point in between your active duty and the reserves to go get your law degree, which holy mackerel, I'm sure that was a quite the ride as well. And, um, you know, and now you, do you still do uh, command and combat ops for the Indo-Pacific region? You're in control of that or is that your job? Yes. Yes. Okay. So right, right now I'm in the reserves in the, in a combat operations squadron out of March air reserve base. And so uh, we're in charge yeah. of the air operation or augmenting the air operations center for the Indo-Pacific region, which right now is mostly in Korea, but of course, in the background, there is China. So always, yep. um, it, it's really, it's great because you get to see war from the operational perspective. So you're not just in your little A-10 world or whatever your unit yep. was doing, which was fantastic and fun, but you see the bigger picture. Got so it. And that's what are I'm you doing. still a, great? You're still a, a Lieutenant Colonel or do they, they bump you up a little bit? Uh, no, still Lieutenant oh. Colonel, uh, <laughs> had the option to go up higher, but I saw, I thought that the juice wasn't worth the squeeze, uh, just has a lot of other things going on in my life and, uh, a lot of other interests. And so, yeah, we're just going to stop here at 22 plus years as a Lieutenant Colonel. So, uh, awesome. yeah, it's tough to say goodbye, but I think it's time. It's not so much a quitting thing as it is to moving on to other things. Right. I mean, bittersweet. That's yeah. how it always feels. It uh, I remember my days getting out of the military too. I thought I could have stayed in. I was almost halfway, but again, you have bigger, better fish to fry. Sometimes you just go down that road. Um, but for everybody that, that, you know, met Greg right now, if you want to learn more about him, which I highly recommend you do, he's got a great uh, podcast called the Greg Crino show. You can check him out at gregcrino.com. That's K R I N O.com. So the people know how to spell your last name, but what makes Greg all around to me and what I is not just your military leadership, uh, being a commercial airline pilot, uh, no, a part-time attorney. I mean, you're talk about a pedigree with, with what you're doing, who at one point, I think you ran for the U S Senate in Arizona, like 2010, something like that. State Senate, state, state Senate, Senate state mm -hmm. Senate still, I mean, played in the role of politics. Mm -hmm. It's what, what, what is really significant for me, brother, that stood out was your commitment to being high performance in all that you do in your life. 
and in your service to others. That to me, that's what I took away from meeting you all those many months ago, learning more about you, reading about you, just paying attention to kind of like what your background's all about, having that combat relatability, et cetera. It was just the fact that you carry an essence about you about high performance living. There's a there's a part of you that that has standards for everything that you do comes from that that standard first and foremost. For me, that that's what I wanted to at least share with everybody listening right now. And right now, I want, you know, I want them to know that you and I are going to pour up a nice glass of whiskey together. Uh, we're going to delve into Can't one wait. specific topic. Uh, and, you know, and, and that is, here's the thing. I'm just going to overlay this for you, brother. It is despite working in several very demanding fields, I want people to learn why the, this man, you, the, the, this leader, you're able to maintain a significantly youthful essence and look extremely young for your age, given all of those strenuous, strenuous life experiences, because I think it's going to make sense because I get mistaken for being younger as well. A lot of my clients as well. There's a reason why, despite the world that we work in, we can still maintain, look healthy, feel healthy, live optimally, and not have that, you know, that bogged down look that most people have. But first I wanted to go ahead and pop that open with you. Yeah. yeah. You got your bottle right there with you. Here we go. <laughs> So everybody that's uh, that's either watching or listening, we've got the Doublewood 12. This is the Balvini. It's one of my favorite whiskeys. Uh, I made sure Greg had a bottle as well. We're going to enjoy this neat together today, which- I don't want to spill it on my computer. So here we go. I'll go for it. Now, Let's go? Go ahead okay. and, yeah, we can go ahead and pour it out, brother. It's, it's, it's a casual. We'll have a good time with it. Okay. Um, but I want you know people to know we're going to drink it neat. I think it's fitting for our conversation. Um, Cheers, it's better friend. known as taking it straight up, but- um, I'm glad we cracked the bottle. Uh, it's one of the best whiskeys in the world. If you haven't tried it, I highly recommend it. Greg, as we say in Ireland, Scotland, you probably know this, Slancha, which means to good health. Cheers. I did not know that, but cheers. Cheers. And for our conversation, like I just shared a minute ago, keeping it real by keeping it neat, I, I wanted to dive into, you know, oh, I love that, don't you? What that was you? really good. That's going to get me in trouble. Is it going to get you in trouble? Right, you know, I want to. I, before we jump into that conversation, I wanted to. What? Are, what's your take on that? What What are you experiencing when you sip that? It's just smooth. Now, I like whiskey, so maybe I'm not. Well, maybe I am a good person to ask, but sometimes whiskeys <laughs> can be, you know, a little bit harsh at sure. first. But that one's sure. just like good and even the whole way. And um, yeah, you can have that one neat all day long. You so, can. Yeah, I mean, there's. Um, that's why I wanted to get your, you know, the beautiful thing is this is, this is the only thing I drink. I don't drink very much. I maybe have a two ounce pour once a week. I sit on the back porch over a sunset at the end of, you know, the long days and enjoy just the fruits of the labor, et cetera. And I think what's amazing is why I'm doing this to share this with people that are, are listening to us talk. You and I having it together is really giving people kind of that chill fireside hangout they can pour whatever they want to pour when they're listening, but I want I want them to have the experiences because I like sharing good whiskeys with people. And what I love about the Balvini Doublewood Twelve is it's Balvini's flagship whiskey, double casked, you know, matured. It to me, what I experience every time, Greg, and you probably taste this as well, is that sweet honey that layered over that vanilla like spices that come along with it. And it's just warm and lingering. It's just smooth all around, and I think this is a great you know, whiskey to drink year round, especially during the winter time. So that's why I want to know what your experience was, what you were getting from it, because I, it's always subjective to drink whiskey. Yeah, definitely. I would say smooth and even and strong the whole way. Like nothing, nothing crazy. Uh, I like, I like a little bit of burn. 
I don't know. I just kind of maybe that's just like the slight masochist in me. But I, I like right? a, I like a little bit of just a little bit, you know. Okay, all right. And it has we're a gonna, little bit. We're gonna have to unpack that masochism, though. <laughs> if that's the case, because you're you're talking about right. like yeah, you know what though? It's I think what you like, and I get what you're saying. You like that lingering heat that comes with a good whiskey because yeah. it, it gives you like that you're experiencing it. It's like that. Um, it's almost grounding you in a way. You have that. Oh, I get to have a full blown time with this. And that's what I love about sharing this. But so anyway, I'm glad that we have this to sip on while we talk. Now I wanted to jump in this with you, brother, um, because I just mentioned it a moment ago is why in the hell are you able to, despite working in not one, but three highly stress-oriented careers, even from politics, military, flying those aircraft, law, et cetera, you're in service to others. You're taking on so much as a leader. Why are you able to still look so young and so healthy for your age when despite most people, these jobs, these careers would take them down. They do. They in fact break people. They, they make them look older than they really are. And I wanted to, I wanted to dive in that because you do, you look extremely young for your age. You have a youthful energy about you, you. a presence about you that you don't typically find with someone with your experience. And I want to know, and I want to dig in in conversation with you brother around just your high performance lifestyle, what it is that gives you that edge? What is your secret sauce with that? Because like I said earlier, and we can jump into it, I'm often mistaken for being younger, about 10 to 12 years myself, my clients, when they're done working with me, we get to a place where we uncover the secret sauce that allows their youth to pop out. And with you, man, I think it's a very important component to share with people about what you do in your life, what real nitty gritty stuff you focus on that allows this to be who you are despite what you do. So let's jump into here, brother. Oh man, it's tough yeah. to find the ultimate why to any question, but you got to stop somewhere. And I'm not going to lie. Some of that's mom and dad, you know, you, my parents are, <laughs> they, they're pretty youthful and sure. they're, they're sure. healthy and, you know, thank, thank, thank God they're still around and doing well. So some of it's them. I'm not going to lie. Some, some of it's them, but I think the other part, if there is a part that is me, it's number one, you just got to care. I just really care. I think my number one priority, save a few exceptions here and there throughout life has always been my health. And I've always prioritized working out and eating right, sleeping, hydration. I've always just prioritized those things. I feel like if the machine's not running correctly, I can't do anything else. Right. Yeah. So I think it's just always been my number one priority, except for just a few exceptions where I've got to accomplish a short term goal. I'll dig down. I sometimes won't work out for up to a week sometimes because I have to get something done. But as soon as that short term uh, problem is over, it's right back to uh, running, lifting, whatever sport I can do. It's it's eating the, the greens and the veggies and eating the lean meats. And, and I'm not going to lie. I love I love partying with my friends. I love drinking just like I am with you right now, but it's in moderation. You know, it's maybe one, sure. one day a week, sometimes twice. Like I said, I've gone more than that, but I can't last much longer. Yeah. So it's, it's that it's caring is num the number one reason. Also, I just want to do so many things. I, th I feel like we're on this earth to have experiences and to push the boundaries of of what we can do. I, I kind of feel like we're, we're given this big, beautiful universe and it's up to us to explore that in whatever corners we can. And I can't do that when my 
body feels like crap and people won't respect me if I look like crap. And I, I don't know, I think it's more of just the desire to experience as much of life as possible. And I can't do that when uh, I look yeah. like crap and feel like crap. <laughs> yeah, I like you. It makes, I, I get that, you know, and you talked about quickly genetics because genetics can only take us so far. Again, it comes down to, this is what I'm, I'm, I'm going to peel this back because you said something significant. This is a wise word. And I think it's important for people to hear it is moderation. That right there, number one, it, it, when I work with the clients I work with, they are absolutely excessive. And that is a big part of the reason why they feel old, they're tired, they're stressed out, despite all the success, all the, the notoriety, the prominence, et cetera, is why do I feel this way? It's because there's so much excess, so much distraction, there's not enough moderation, and they don't have anybody to, to show them what that looks or it, it, that experience is supposed to feel like. And you said that, so I want that one word to be significant because your genetics only play a part so far with you. You choose to focus on the standards of living a life that caters to making sure you are high performance in your health and your wellness in your, like you said, I may have a party here once in a while. Say, I get it. It's like moderation with the whiskey, having one glass a week, knowing my limits and being willing to stick by that is huge for your own internal, you know, health. And then the external world then becomes this reflection of it. So but I, wanna, I wanted to, to, to share that with you because there's a high performance reason even beyond that that you've committed to all your life, everything you do, because you've been a combat veteran, flying aircraft, dealing with people's stress when it comes to lawyer, when it comes to even being a pilot, all of these elements together make Greg, Greg Crino. There's a reason why you were able to stay connected to that type of lifestyle that gives you such a youthful essence and presence. And that's why I want to continue to wrap back and forth with you on what else is there that you really can dig out that you know that my, people might want to glean insight from that can go, wow, if I actually start to pay attention to myself this way, I can do the same damn thing. Yeah. And, and there's many reasons. I think another one is just a genuine curiosity about life. A lot of the things I've done have just been man, I want to learn about that. So uh, with, with law and politics, it was, it started many years. It started when I was probably in my first assignment in the A-10. I was in Korea and it was my first real job, I guess, so to speak, where I'm out there, you know, performing a task for the U.S. government. I was no longer in training and I wanted to learn about the region that I was in, which like I said, at the time was Korea. Yeah, so I too, read yeah. a lot and you know, reading leads to more reading. And then I go, okay, well, how, how does the legal system work? How, how do these countries relate to each other? How does international relations work? And so I got a master's in international relations, you know, then it was, okay, what's the next step? You know, what's the, the best thing you can, you can do to really understand how your government works? Well, I felt like it was a law degree. So I, I did that. And so I think a lot of it's just a, a curiosity. So uh, caring about your appearance is the, the first thing. The sec second thing is, is a curiosity. You know, you just have, and it's hard to, to really teach that. But I, what I would say is start with the things that you are curious about. I think you are, people are curious about something. Sure. So just start there and sure. then see where it goes. Like for me, I didn't, I didn't ever think for one second when I was a teenager, I never thought that I'd become a lawyer. I, in fact, I hated reading. I really did. I got the cliff yeah. notes. I looked over to the person next to me and, and asked them the questions before the, you know, the exam. Like I was that kind of guy in high school. I hated reading, but then it grew on me as I learned about my first assignment in Korea. 
And then that led to the the next degree. Then, then I really enjoyed reading after that. So it's just like, take that first step of the things that you are curious about and then just see where it goes. You know, that's, that's a good point. And I'm going to yank, yank on that one a little too is because it's easy to tell people, you know, obviously you know this to tell people get curious and that's great. And you're right. People should be curious, but it's, it's almost like starting a new, new adventure or a new business or anything that you want to do for yourself. Sometimes it's, it just takes, if not most of the time, it just takes just stepping into that and not knowing what you're going to do with it, not even knowing what's going to happen with it. And I think the biggest problem that people have, which stresses them out right out of the gate is they do it anyway, despite that, that fear, that stress that they have. And then they don't know how to actually improve from the experiences that they have when they're curious about something, they get curious about it. They don't know what they're doing with it, but they keep trying to figure it out. And nobody ever gives them the environment to really like understand and learn Mm. from those, those, I would say hiccups. If you, when you start something or when you first become curious, and then it just becomes a snowball effect of, of chaos in their life. And then nobody deals with, you know, how do I manage and optimize the chaos so that I can have better experiences when I'm curious and actually exploring these things. So for you, you go, I hate reading. I totally understand what you're saying. You're like, I don't want to sit down and get bogged down into this book, but the drive inside you that I'm pulling out that I want to keep talking is there's a reason why you decided though, despite against that, you were still going to do it anyway. It goes beyond just your curiosity. You, there's a drive inside of you Mm that you were able to tap into to become this officer in the military, this lawyer, this guy with many great degrees, someone and who it's still not feel and look like a stress case after all of those experiences. It's, it's, it goes beyond, you know, uh, care. It goes beyond gratitude. It goes beyond, you know, the standards it goes into something even deeper that I feel yeah. like is there with you. And I want to, I want to know if, if you know what that is, as I'm talking, like, am I poking at anything that's going to come up because you're yeah. doing something that most people are, are doing. And there's no way, despite what they're doing the same way you are, they don't look like you. They don't feel like <laughs> you. they don't live like you. And I want people to hear that and know there are other secret sauces out there you can tap into. So please. Yeah. It, probably another aspect of it is there, there were things about myself that I didn't like. And I, it was more of a goal of fixing those things than it was a, a desire to win and dominate. I've never been the type of person who, if I enter a competition, it's because I want to dominate everybody else. It's more of a fear of losing or it's uh, a fear of embarrassment. Okay. So I don't know if that's a good thing, but uh. it's a thing. And it, I think it's more of just, like I said, I, I don't want to, I don't want to look bad. I want to feel good about myself. And so I'd find the things that needed correcting and I would correct yeah. them. Yeah. Yeah. As a kid, it was, I was pretty good in school and pretty good at sports. But then as I got a little bit older, I think maybe the, the, the reading and maybe the intellectual part kind of became a little less important and that bothered me. You know, I think I, there was one time I went out with a, a girl. I was maybe in my early twenties and I didn't know what some word meant or whatever. And she knew what it meant. And she's like, Oh, you don't know what that means. Like, you know, do you read? It was a kind of an insult. And I was like, Oh shoot, yeah. you're right. That sucks. I didn't, I didn't like that. I'm like, I, I need to be smarter. I need to read more. I'm no longer a, a child. I can just look at the cliff notes. And 
that probably was the first spark that led me to going to, to, to law school was yeah. just yeah. just that. So I think it was just finding things that I didn't like about myself and just correcting them. Um, yeah, I just mm. never liked that feeling. I never liked the feeling of, I guess, the it's for lack of a better word, inadequacy. Yeah. You know, it's tough for guys to say that word. But well, that, I was about to say that. It's, yeah. It is very tough for the male ego to handle. God, I see it all the damn time. I'm telling you you. It's like, something. Yeah, it's okay to actually, for goodness sakes, like even talking with you, being on the show, you doing your own show. We all have these different things that we're, when we, everybody starts somewhere and we're always going to suck at everything. It's not, it's not a matter of, you know, there are some people that have these scary, weird, you know, innate talents and they build it around it. They might be great at sports. You're great at what you do. I'm great at what I do, et cetera. And we just build around that and we manage those things. But what you just said was, it's the fear I possess that I allowed myself to embrace because you didn't say in those words, I'm going to say it for you because it's important to realize that these are more wise words to understand that you learned, whether you were aware of it or not, how to yield to the fear around how you looked, your intelligence to other people, your commitment. And I love that. You know, what's great about you, you said is I don't go into sports to, to crush competition. I go in there to better myself. Now, yeah. if you have a little bit of a competitive bone, there's nothing wrong with that. But what you said hit me and it makes me want to go, you know what? If people are hanging out listening. It's almost like pay attention to that. Because when you have this like fired up, like I, you're burning bright too quickly. When you go into a thing, you want to beat, crush, et cetera. You, you tunnel vision yourself, you limit yourself and you actually stress your internal world out much more than you think. You said, look, I'm going to go into this a better me. I'm going to find where my flaws are, where my nuanced weaknesses are, and I'm going to crush them. I'm going to kill them because the fear is there. And I don't want that fear to run my life. And I want my life to be where I actually feel good. And at the end of the day, that is why I want to dig a little deeper with you, brother. That's why I wanted to ask again is because I knew there was something else in there. It is a relationship you have with your fear that gives you the standards that you're willing to never break so that you can experience that sense of, I would say you probably have some peace in your life with your fiance, right? In your, your family, et cetera. Uh, I don't, you, is she still your fiance. Maybe you got married. I don't, I don't know. Since, oh, I'm sorry. Wife and a kid now. Wife and a kid now. Okay. <laughs> a see, lot's happened since the last time we spoke. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. I see. I stand corrected. Not a problem. Yeah. And, and men pay attention to that. It's okay. Mm -hmm. <laughs> It's okay. Uh, and, and just leaning into that. One of the biggest things that I talk about when I, when I work with my clients is, is all about learning how to yield to the fear of the unknown. That's it. Not try to overcome it, not try to control it, yield to it, utilize it. It's an asset. It's there because things are about to change. And if you can embrace that, like you've done, you go into a world you don't even want to go into and you excel at it. And that's why I'm glad you shared that. Well, well you, you put it a lot more succinctly than, than I did. And that's exactly right. It's more of a counterphobic lifestyle than it is a competitive winning type of lifestyle. Maybe it seems like that from the outside, like this guy wants to win and be good at everything and beat everybody, but it's really not. It's, it's a, you know, life has really been about me just conquering one little fear at a time. And, you know, there's this philosophy that, you know, we heard it when we were young that you're, you're great just the way you are. Yeah. And I don't know if that's the best message. I think you have value the way you are. You you definitely have intrinsic value as a human being. However, you're not just fine the way you are. There's you could be so much more 
And I think the best place to start, because people don't know where to start. They're like, well, I don't know what I'm interested in or what I'm good at. It's like, well, if you don't know what you're interested in or what you're good at, find out what you don't like about yourself. Because I guarantee you, you, there's something about yourself that you don't like. Start there or start with what you're afraid of. What are you afraid of? And just go after that and make that your little project. Because there's a lot of things. There's things that I'm still afraid of. There's things always I'm always going to be afraid of. But I'm afraid of so much less now. I, I, I don't, and that, in, in the end, that gives you peace. That really gives you peace. Um, and that's, that's what we good. Want. Yeah, that's good. You come to terms with, like I said, you're never going to really overcome fear. You can learn how to yield to it to certain degrees. And then at the, at the same time, there are other ones that you just manage and understand that they're going to be there. That doesn't mean that, see, people let that, that consume them. They let those things override everything and, and control decision-making processes, thought processes, their actions, their behaviors, et cetera. And I talk about all the time and I call them demons. You know, you have these demons inside and you don't know how to eradicate them and then manage your weaknesses and embrace your fears, et cetera. You're always going to have that constant battle within that war within that rages, you know, on and on. And you're never going to get anywhere until you, like you said, it's a simple thing where in concept, it sounds good, but if you don't know what the hell you're good at or you want, you're right wait a minute. Okay. What do I not like about me? And let me go find something that's going to challenge that instead of me being comfortable with doing a little bit here and a little bit there. Mm-hmm. And if you can embrace those little, it's a little thing. It's kind of, it's kind of like what you taught, you know, I talked about last time we were together and I share with you, it's baseball was great, but I didn't like who I was becoming mm-hmm. at all. I was so hyper-focused. I grew up into baseball. I didn't get to choose that. So I was like, F you, I'm going to go into the world of rodeo and I'm going to coax. And I scared the shit out of myself every single time I got in the back of an animal. So I got to the point where I leaned into that fear and I let fear make me a better bull rider. That fear never went anywhere. That fear stayed with me. You're saying the same thing. It doesn't go anywhere. People are so hell bent on trying to get rid of it and just do something. It's like, let it be with you and learn how to have a relationship with it and yield to it, play with it, utilize it because life is is like we always say, it's going to have bad things that are going to happen to us. We're going to always have to have the right responses to it. And if we can choose those responses the best way possible, we can grow from them and become even more of who we want to be, not what we we are expected of. Like you said, um, you're valuable with the way you are. Well, is the is the brother that you have that's a drug addict? Is are they are they is it good enough to leave them where they're at, or do we need to do something about that? Or the person over here who's you know traumatized by their fear, do we need to do something? About it? And I hear it all the time. You got to love people for where they are and who they are. Not really loving someone is challenging them, is putting them in the right positions to see the best of who they are. And I think the reason why you're so youthful and you're so young looking for your age, despite what you do, is because of your mindset and attitude towards embracing your fears and realizing I'm going to just better every little thing I can as I go. And I'm not going to overwhelm myself with trying to be competitive to get somewhere else that I don't want to be right now. Yeah. And, and that's exactly right. Uh, and I think in the, the beauty of also conquering or at least managing a fear. So if you found something that you needed to address, you took care of it, or you are taking care of it is then you learn the the skill of conquering fear in general. So then things become you, you sort of know how to deal with other obstacles throughout life. So you know how to manage fear itself, but you, you got to take that first step. So like I said, I would find the thing that you don't like about yourself, start there. 
and then you'll get that down to a manageable level. Then you can find other things about yourself. And then slowly but surely, you just create more and more experience. You kind of widen your circle throughout life. Uh-huh. And then you'll hit a point in your life where then people seek, seek you out <clears throat> for information. And maybe you and I are kind of hitting that point in our lives. You know, we're kind of in that middle age arena where we can kind of, you know, mentor people who are younger and uh, even people who are older, we can help kind of take care of them. And, and so it's a, it's a, the process of expanding your life and then bringing up others, you know, along the way, but you got to start with yourself first. So if you're younger, start there, man, you're, you're your own, you're your own project. That's so, true. Enjoy. It's like it, <laughs> I the, the the shitty part is that the personal development space is so rampant now. With everybody's got the the magic system or program to make you wealthy, to give you that lifestyle that you want, and people are unfortunately so caught up in that world um, that you know what we're talking about is really a, it's almost like a dinosaur approach to 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 your your own personal performance, but it's the most necessary because you know, in concept, things sound great and you can buy the, any program or, or go to any seminar you want. But if you, until you're in a position where you're challenged the right way out of your control, where it's even the smallest thing, the smallest, the, the biggest challenge I, I faced when I was young was saying no to my dad and moving the hell away from baseball. Like that seems so simple to people listening, right? They're going to, Oh, it's you not. said no. What does that mean? It's not, it's not when you have someone who expects you to be what they wanted you to be, to build you around their image because they didn't, you know, they had their own life that they decided not to pursue when it comes to certain things and to go no and rebel and break away and go choose something for yourself. It was scary as hell. And I just threw up many times doing it. I found myself fighting to, to deal with the stress, but I realized I kept going because I, I always would sense that peace though after that. And I would realize this is where I want to be. I like what I'm feeling here. And then the military came knocking and that became another scary world. You know that intimately well as well. I mean, you're an officer. I can imagine the pressures you had be, being in charge, uh, you know, a brand, brand new officer in the military going, shit, where am I going to go now? What am I going to do? How am I going to perform? But you still did it anyway. You just you settle into that version of you, that confidence, that that little place you worked on so many years ago and go, you know what? It's okay. Breathe and allow this space to exist where when things come, I can respond to them the right way. And then you just build those muscles and boom. Now you're here yeah. 22, late, 22 plus, 26 years later doing what you do, having a conversation with another combat vet talking about how to live a high performance life simply by doing what we do best in the military. Slow is smooth, smooth is fast. And when you can slow yourself down and start with those little things, like you said, they become exponentially bigger, faster. The faster you go, the more lethal you become, which could be success, money, et cetera. But people want to get over there. They want to circumvent all of this over here. And that's why they end up at 30 years. I know a, a, a gal that I skydive with, she's 38 years old, looks like she's 52. Ooh. And she's stressed out. Top real estate agent in LA, unbelievable, makes tons of money, smokes, drinks, Looks like she's in her 50s, 52, 55 years old. I thought she was older. And and it's because she's burning herself at both ends and not getting to that place of dealing with whatever she's got going on in her life. And I that's the nature of this this conversation. So yeah. Yeah, and, you gotta make you know, as much as I've done, my my <laughs> physical health has always been at least if not the first priority, at least the second priority. Um, and almost always it becomes the first priority. Like when I was a kid. I did a program called junior lifeguards Mm. and they taught the very first thing you do is take care of yourself 
first. So make sure that you are in a position to rescue someone first. So when you go out and you swim out to grab that person who's drowning, you got to watch out because they can then clamp onto you and drag you down. And if they do that, if it takes a smack in the nose to get them away from you, you, yep. you got to do it. got to do it now, yep. you know, cause if you, if you go down now, you got two people that need rescuing and then the cavalry comes after you. And then that's, you know, now you got four people, six people out in danger. So, you know, little things like when you're jumping off the rocks, off of a jetty into the waves, you know, wait, wait for the nice calm water before you jump in. Don't feel like you got to jump into the most gnarly wave to rescue that person right now. So right. you, you got to have a healthy balance between what you're the goal you're going after and, and taking care of yourself. So you, you mm. got to keep that in your cross check at all times. And that's what I've Any, been able to do. I'm not going to say yeah. I've been perfect. It's it, uh. I've had my moments like right now I've got right now I've got a newborn son. So, well, you know, I'm not sleeping. Eight, I'm not sleeping eight hours a night, but and yet for some temporary. damn reason, you still look like you did sleep at it. So that's what I'm talking <laughs> about. It's like you have this, this aura, this essence about you because you have built your life revolving around your health. You're revolving around your ability to care and want things to be at peace for yourself. So you've done everything that you can to unleash those elements of you to, to produce those results. You're right. You have a newborn son, you're not sleeping, but you still look young. There's a reason why, because you still operate from management of understanding your, where, where your power lies and where in which you can, you know, like you said, your kid's going to scream in the middle of the night, you're going to get up and you're going to take that breath and you're going to walk in there and you're going to keep your energy in a good place for your child so that yeah. you can help your child get through whatever they might be dealing with in that moment. It could be pain. It can be teething. It could be needing food and just crap. It's, you know, crap his diaper or whatever. It doesn't matter. You're going to be able to have that kind of like balanced, moderate response to the situation. And it doesn't impact you. It doesn't hit you hard and hurt you. And that's, yeah. I think the, another wise Definitely many wise words in there for people to take away and realize that, holy mackerel, maybe I'm responding incorrectly to my stimuli in my life. Maybe I'm reacting to stress poorly, and that's why I feel older than I really am. That's why I feel unhealthy, why I'm stressed, and why, I'm, why am I not performing my best? And that's I, I love that you said that. Well, that and moisturizer, so maybe that helps as well. So <laughs> moisturizer. Yeah, yes. <laughs> You know, maybe some teeth whitener. So there, there's yeah. some there's some little things you can cheat with. Yeah. Aesthetics are great. I get facials. And I, <laughs> I'm not afraid to admit that. I love it. I love my facials. I, I take care of like, you know, I do put the moisturizer on as well. I clean my face in the showers. I get it. You got to, that's the thing is I, it doesn't matter how old I am. I want my body and my mind and my, my physicality to be in prime high performance so I can do the work that I'm meant to do in this world. I want to make sure that I'm a clean channel for the type of clients that I work with because I'm giving them and going through the most intense life altering experiences. I have to be at the top of my game and I constantly have my own, you know, my partner who keeps me in check every single day to make sure that I never miss out on those little elements of making sure that I have my sunscreen on if I'm going to go out in the sun, et cetera. So I totally get what you're saying with that. Yeah. They say, what is it? Health is the first wealth. Yep. So you gotta, you gotta take care of yourself and, uh, oh. and you're better. It's, it's the only vehicle you got. So if you imagine yourself, I was born in 1975. So I don't know what the famous car was back then. Say you're handed a, what was it? It wasn't a Yugo. What was it? A Pinto? Imagine you're handed a 1975 Pinto and that's all you got. You know, it's a crappy car, but it's all you got. Well, you're going to, you're going to shine it. You're going to keep the tires changed. You're going to keep the oil changed. 
Yep. You keep that thing looking good. You know, it's a you, Pinto, it, but hey, yep. it's wheels. You rock the Pinto. And that's the thing is you, <laughs> you, it's a, a, a desire to realize and see the, the beauty and all the things that you have and approach them from like, I get it. You would shine the wheels, you clean the car interiors and be spotless. You know why? Because that is yours. That is an element of what you, you have and it represents you. So why not put yeah. the energy and effort into that first and foremost? Cause you're going to feel good when you drive it. And you know what that's going to do? It's going to blow your confidence to the roof. You're going to feel and look younger like Mr. Carino here, and you're going to experience people are going to be attracted to that and every, everything around you can change. But again, in our society, in our culture, especially it's, it's make money, make money now, make money fast, be successful in this aspect of business. And everybody overrides and overlooks that very specific thing you just shared. They put that absolutely on the back burner. And I had a podcast interview a year ago that the guy said, so I get what you're saying. You're saying be peak performance in your business first, and then you can turn around and then you can apply it to your life later. And I was like, that's, I didn't say anything like that at all whatsoever. <laughs> like you, if you're not peak performance in your life personally, and you're not optimal in your health and your wellness, and you're not focused and you're clear of your obstacles, all of that you're doing in business, you're going to leave chips on the table. You're going to leave limitation. People are going to be impacted negatively by you. How well you live your life directly affects those around you. And I love that you're living your life the way you are because clearly I see it, which is why I brought it to, to people's attention. Yeah. Thanks, man. I, you know, I Absolutely. think, uh, I've heard something similar from, from many folks. There's, uh, you know, I, I follow Jordan Peterson a lot. I follow other military folks and, there was a general, I think, gave a commencement speech one time that said that the first thing you should do in the morning is make your bed. General, I, mean, yeah, I know, I know uh, you've seen that yeah, one. Yeah. Yeah. Navy SEAL. Yep. Right. And yep. the idea there is take a small thing that's it's right in front of you. It's an immediate achievable goal and right. just knock that off the table. Right. And what that does is it then gives you that feeling of accomplishment. You feel better about yourself. And then you now have the energy to go on and, and do bigger and better things. But you can't go out there and start the multi-million dollar business when your house looks like crap. I mean, I, <laughs> I don't know how you, you probably feel the same way where yeah. when your house is dirty, literally when your house is dirty, when the floor is not vacuumed or, or the trash isn't taken, you just feel like there's something that has to get done. And Absolutely. so you can go out and try to prep for your business meetings and do all that. But in the back of your mind, you have this thing kind of hanging on you. But once you knock that off the table, then you're, then you're, it's almost like you, you just release the boat from the dock and now you can go out and sail. Absolutely. You know, but you're sitting here yanking on the, 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 yeah. the line it's and you can't, you. Get, you can't get anything yeah. done. And you feel like that oh, I got some movement and you're like, yeah, you're moving like five feet in the water and yet you're still anchored to this stuff. And I completely get it because when I was in college, I couldn't study until my apartment was clean. So it was just, yeah. it's, it is really a frequency and people don't realize it's their frequencies all around you from the people you hang out with, the attitude you have, the focus, what you put into your mind, what you watch on TV, what you listen to all has an impact and it, you flood yourself with all the right types of right? A care, you're going to change the way in which you perform and your life is going to effortlessly get better versus you having to grind so hard for it. I love that, Greg. I mean, we're kind of close getting close to the, uh, you know, the end at this point. And I, re I'm really, really love it. I, we can go on forever. I mean, I, I can dig. I hope we do it again. Um, I'll have you back on mine, my show. Okay. And we'll do it again. 
Oh, it just sounds good to me. I know maybe down the road when I'm doing a different series, different bottle of whiskey, hey, we'll just keep bouncing back and forth. But sure. are there any other, like, my biggest thing is about wise words. I really want people to take away, you know, I'm trying to distill it down here for them to like listen to and go, yeah, I remember he said moderation. You know, is there any other wise words to summarize here you feel like you got from this conversation that you heard that you really liked or for yourself that you live by? Like I said, the one thing I live by is I am my own project and I, I, I take the little things that I don't like about myself and I fix them and I see where those go. And in doing that, that creates other, other opportunities. So, you know, I, for me, I, as a kid, I always knew I wanted to fly airplanes and go fast and do all that stuff. So that worked for a long time, but then I hit a point where I wanted to do other things and I wasn't sure what that was. And I just started mm just going down the list of the things that I, I didn't know. And I didn't understand the world. I didn't understand how the world worked. And so that's what led me to go into law and, and politics. And then next thing you know, people are looking for you, looking to you for advice. So right. just, just awesome. find the little things that need fixing and start there and start with the little things. Like I yeah. said, if it's your bed in the morning, Make do it. that. Make it get up in the alarm. It's almost like I think Jocko Willing said it, uh, uh, in one of his videos, and I remember him saying it, is you don't have to get up at 4.30 in the morning. You don't have to get up at 5.30. You don't have to get up at 6. Just get up. And that's, that's what I see people all the time, oh, I'm part of this 4.30 club. It's like, maybe the 4.30 club is not good for you. Don't try to be like Jocko. Jocko is built this way. This is who he is. There are some people that are built to do it as well. I always share it. Is he says the same thing, and I love that he said it. He's like, look, stop trying to be like me. Just get the hell up. Don't hit your snooze button. When the alarm goes off, get out of bed. Stretch out, shake it off, go outside, do whatever, make your bed, like General McRaven says in that, that commencement speech, because it's amazing when you accomplish that smallest task, you help yourself, and it creates this more, I would say, nuanced, optimal feeling and experience about yourself and what you're capable of accomplishing. You're going to want to do more. You're going to just... It's going to cascade from there. So anyway, I think that's fantastic, brother. Now, I, I want to make sure people know more about you, obviously. So um, you got you, the Greg Crino show. I gave them gregcrino.com. But again, is there any other cool things you're doing right now? Any other things you want people to, to kind of pay attention to so they can make sure that they're tagging along? Uh, no, I mean, you said it. So the Greg okay. Crino show, the, the podcast is still going strong. You can go Love to gregcrino.com. I've got all of my stuff there. If you can go to, I've got show pages on Facebook and Instagram, but really gregcrino.com has all the stuff you need to know. And I interview a lot of military folks and yes, a do. lot of legal, legal folks. So kind of like a, a warrior type of show with lawyers thrown in there as well. So it's an educational podcast, mostly with a little bit of entertainment thrown in there. So you'll yeah. learn something and have fun. Absolutely. And you will, cause it's a great show. So I highly recommend that. Yeah, brother. Hey, I appreciate you taking the time, sipping some good whiskey. I think, uh, I definitely enjoyed it. And, uh, as always it's stellar chatting with you. I hope we do it again sooner than later. Yeah, definitely. Wiley, thanks for having me on and thanks for the beautiful bottle of whiskey. So if I can get this every single time, I'm coming on, man. No, you know what? It's on, uh, it's on me next time. It's on me next time. Uh, not a problem. We'll get together at some point. But uh, the, the nature of what I'm doing here is, again, making it easy. And and that's the beautiful part is we've got some potential sponsorships. So it would not even be an issue to have bottles constantly coming in. Uh, I got a little uh, a special gift that I'm going to send your way afterwards anyway. So we'll, beautiful, we'll talk Wiley. about that Thanks. later. Yeah. Thank you, Thank you so you much, man. man. Appreciate it. Thank you. For those listening today, thanks for hanging out with us. If you're digging what you're hearing, don't forget to give that subscribe button a tap 
and make sure you rate and review the show. Catch you all in the next conversation. Cheers. Cheers.